SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, Rick Rodriguez. Amazing. <laughs> I've got the rolling hours. Yes, indeed. And I've been looking forward to that for so long, so long. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I didn't make up a new song like Chris Green was telling Absolutely me to do. Absolutely fine. Because um, you actually said, I want the song. I want the song. And you are the guy who dreams of that song. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Well, why can, not? Why not? It, it pops up in your dream. It pops up in my dreams or for sure. Nightmares, maybe. No, 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 no. Uh, definitely my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So for, we're sitting in Citizen Am in Shoreditch, a bit of advertising for a hotel chain. Yep. Um, we were at Search London last night. That was brilliant. Uh, you're going to be at Digital Elite on Thursday? Yes, I'm going to be there. It's going to be great. Okay. To it. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful, isn't it? And you were kind enough to to come up over to Shoreditch so we could do this because I've got too many people to do <laughs> yeah. was... You're going to be very busy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and we were going to talk about reviews. Yes. And you were tweeting about it and asking people about, I was, about reviews. Indeed. Was that because you don't know anything about it and you needed some information to help you for today? Or It's, um, it's, just, it's several things. So um, I, I started having sort of... Um, I had, I've got a couple of clients I'm working with and looking at kind of what they're doing. I'm really into local SEO. Mm. I know that reviews help with local SEO for lots of different reasons, but um, in, my, in my day job, I work really closely with um, advertising teams and above the line advertising teams. Right, okay. um, and what I realized was, firstly, um, across kind of all of the data that SEOs have, um, we can help our counterparts across paid advertising, particularly mm. um, above the line media, out of home and, and TV, et cetera to understand the impact of the work they do, which is yeah. really exciting. And actually then the more I looked into it, the more I realized that actually the review data that we have access to can do loads of incredible things. If, if we back up just a little for, bit, for the, sure. the, the advertising thing, getting your stars in uh, in Google ads, yep. it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I was talking to people about Trustpilot, I and mean, I like yeah. Trustpilot, I think Trustpilot's a great company, great offer, a bit of advertising for them there. Yeah, absolutely. They're not sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> um, and, and one of the first things to say, if you can get a, a, an uptick in your quality score of, let's say, one one point across yeah. the board, you're immediately saving whatever it is you're paying them for the, for the service. Absolutely. So if you've got a decent good Google Ads campaign, it's immediately worth doing. Um, yeah. So that was my that's always been my first argument. And then you say, but there are loads more advantages. There, there's, there's loads more. Um, I mean, sticking with paid search um, and, and Trustpilot specifically, mm. um, you, you can do lots of integrations and things with Google Ads um, mm. that, yeah, that kind of, you say, increase quality score, increase, increase click-through. But there's something really satisfying, really quite interesting about being able to just use in your ad copy. Look, we're a four-star reviewed company, five-star reviewed company, mm. and you've got a, an, an actual kind of point of third-party um, accreditation, for want yeah. of a better phrase, to say that. And that's not to say, you know, looking at things like adding seller ratings or anything like that. That's just in the ad copy of the, uh, yeah. of the ads itself. Um, you can provide that kind of credibility to what you're selling and, and that's really really useful yeah i love the word credibility and i mean i started talking about credibility and understanding when i was kind of talking to trustpilot we did a, 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 a white paper about it hmm. but now it's eat and it's trust yes and, and so trustpilot now leaping up and down with joy of course Be because since last august everybody's talking about trust and trust is partially at least reviews sure I'm sorry one thing about trustpilot i did notice in france and in the uk i think it was it might be germany as well they had a like 40% uptick in traffic yeah. because of the EAT update last year. Absolutely. And I can imagine that more and more people are looking to their reviews yeah. program as, as a result of all of this. Um, and the, the, sort of the word credibility I think is really interesting as well. Um, bringing it back to kind of brass tacks, bringing it back to kind of where a lot of SEOs have a touch point reviews, thinking about local SEO. Yeah. Um, you consider local SEO, right? It's, it's 
I look at it as kind of four factors, oh, sorry, it's three factors, right? There's everything in threes, please. Everything in threes, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing else. Um, <laughs> and of course, I should preface, uh, sort of preface this as an SEO saying, it depends, right? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> but um, yeah, three things. So there's the proximity stuff, which yeah. you can't really do anything about, right? If you're a business in London, you're not going to be visible in Manchester because you're not in Manchester. Unless you're one of those coffee shops on a bike. <laughs> True. <laughs> and then he's chasing people with their Android phone. No, sorry, excuse me. Oh, no, no, no. Or you're a food truck. Brilliant. I mean, I'm sure they travel a lot and, and Google My Business has had some amazing updates recently that kind of support service level, um, service area businesses and that kind of thing, um, yeah. which is possibly a, a conversation for a whole nother conversation. No, no, that's a very good point. Um, we Sorry, can go we into that. But yeah, okay, so you've got a uh, location. You've got location, so you've got your location, your proximity stuff. Um, you've got your accuracy of information. So convincing search engines that what you're saying is correct, wherever it may be found, right? So if you on your website say, I'm based in this location and you're Google My Business then aligns mm. to that. Um, that's kind of like, in search engine view, that's great. But if everywhere they go, it all says the same thing, they feel like they probably can trust what you're saying. Naps. Naps. Is that a super duper word? Naps is the super word. Which, which also comes into the knowledge graph. It's my favorite thing in the knowledge graph. Absolutely. Say people, it's like naps in local search. And then exactly. people say to me, what does that mean? Exactly. So I have to explain naps in local search to be able to explain naps in knowledge graph. But Sorry, it's, it's not just it's not just naps. It's it's all of the information that exists around your brand, right? Yes. It's it's your opening hours. It's it's points of kind of points of reference that Google can look at across the web mm. um, and understand. Right, I, this is this person. This is and they and they do this. Mm. And, they, and we know they do this because we're looking at all these different places um, and we're corroborating the story that they put out um, with the information that we can find online. I love the word corroborating, but I can't really say it very well. You do it loads better than me. Corroborating. corroborating. I get stuck on the second R. No, it's, uh, it was good. Thank you. <laughs> it was good. Oh, oh. It was very good. My English is okay then. This is great. Come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. And the third one? And the third point is credibility, right? Yeah. So it's all well and good showing search engines that they can trust your information. Yeah. But actually, um, trusting your information and proving that it's correct to two different things, right? So you can put your information everywhere online and Google can trust it, but it doesn't mean that's the real thing. If your opening hours are eight to five and you put mm. that everywhere, if you're closed at four, Google doesn't, doesn't help people, right? Mm. Google, but Google can't see that. So it has to infer it from somewhere else. And, and this is why I think reviews are really interesting because a lot of people fixate on the score of the reviews. And okay, that's important. That's important yeah, for lots I mean, of reasons. It, it shows trust and credibility. It so you've got, so you got trust in the information they've got about you. Exactly. And trust in you, as, in a, you as, a, as a business, right? But it goes much beyond just this idea 100%. of I'm really good with the client. Exactly. Um, it's not about just about the number. It's about the information the review provides. It's about... So, so firstly, if someone comes and visits a location, um, and does so recently, mm. that sends a signal to search engine and says, well, look, this isn't actually open. Like, even if they had a bad experience, at least it corroborates with the fact that someone was able to go there and have an experience. So it, mean, it adds this kind of point of credibility to the information you're, you're, you're providing. But you can add to that and say, if I exactly. go to a coffee shop today, and then I go back to the coffee shop tomorrow, and I go back again the day after, I must be happy. Exactly. So there's an inf exactly. inferred kind of review, which is hundred percent, and that whole kind of thing of tracking, uh, tracking us through Android. I find that astonishing. Is that yeah. Google is saying, "Oh, this this shop is pretty full at the moment now." Yeah, uh, and it's doing it in real time, and I, I that knocks my socks off every it's, time. It's amazing. Um, I did a load of looking into kind of. Um, location-based tracking, the information you can derive from it. And mm. to you, I kind of want to crawl under a rock and never come out. I mean, yeah. I've had location settings on my phone turned off pretty much exclusively from that, from that point. It's, it's really scary. Amazing, like from, a, from, a, from an advertiser's perspective, the level of specificity mm. you can get into when you look at that sort of data. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. And of yeah. course, it's all anonymous. It's all sort of, um, it's all regulated. It's or, all- Or is it? Well, I'm not here to argue that one. Uh, no, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but um, you, you hope it is, right? Yeah. 
um, and you hope that you're being looked at as a device and points of, of, of reference in a sea of, of, of information that's out there as opposed to a specific person with yeah. a specific identity. No, I, I, I like that because I was kind of getting the feeling I was a person, but in fact, I'm a robot, and a what, machine. And what's really interesting is you can get to, or at least from what I've seen, um, people go, so, you know, these, these devices must be listening to me. And you know what? I'm not going to answer that question either because a lot of people feel strongly either way. Mm. But what I think is important is you can get to that specific level of targeting to know what someone is interested in or whether someone in a certain household mm. is searching for something and then retarget them in different areas um, just by location data alone and understanding, you know, if this device exists in this place and um, we see similar, like, down to like the micro behaviors yeah. of how someone searches online across this device, then we can understand, right, these two may be part of the same person. And this kind of then goes into the point around kind of probabilistic and deterministic tracking, which again Ooh. is another conversation for another day. But Too many syllables there. Yes, probabilistic, probabilistic and deterministic. It all crumbs. So the idea that you can- um, Five syllables. Five Sorry, syllables. I'm, no, I wasn't no, listening no. anymore. I was counting <laughs> syllables. <laughs> So, probabilistic yeah. and deterministic. So, so one where um, you have a sort of central ID. So, you log into Facebook. You're mm. on Facebook in three different um, or three different uh, devices, yeah. and it can tell that they're yours because you're logged into those three devices, right? Yeah. So, it understands that's you. But if you take away that kind of undeniable proof point that this is the same, this is the same mm. person, then you move into kind of the other model, which is well you can infer it from their micro behaviors, from their location, from yeah. frequently visit Ooh, areas, yeah. and that kind of thing. Oh, maybe not brilliant, depending on how you look at well, it. Well, it depends. But, no, but, but, but that idea is I can be identified by my behavioral patterns. Exactly. Both kind of nice, because it means I'm reasonably, uh, what's the coherent as exactly. a person, but also kind of scary, because you're going to think, I can't get away yeah. with anything anymore, can I? Uh, absolutely. I? Absolutely. Well, this is, this, is, this is the point. This is, this is where I feel like um, there is that level of uh, I don't say there's kind of that level well, of fear just, in the industry. Sorry, I just thought of an exception. Yeah, please. You know the film Yes Man? No. Oh, he just says yes to everything and his life goes... Yeah. And Yes Man wouldn't be trackable because he just does everything. Because yeah. when he says, you want to do it, he goes, yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, so he no, doesn't no, have a pattern, which is kind of an interesting idea. But I, completely but useless, I but. imagine that he would because the ah. way that he says yes on the site might be the same as he come when he comes back the next time to interact with the site and say yes again and the next time and the next time there's inference from the way that, you, that this person interacts with the site the time they spend the buttons they click etc that but you could actually measure that put paid to my idea didn't it thank you very <laughs> no, much so can we come can we come back to reviews we've gone a bit off track there it was really interesting uh, but you were talking about the reviews and the fact that they can bring much more information than we possibly think and i think bill Slowski was your yeah, so um, firstly, shout out Bill. Bill's got a great piece on this that talks around, um, so okay, you've got the credibility of the information, so you've got the, um, the star, the amount of the, the, the review score that tells the user this is a place to go. You've got the fact that the user has visited yeah. that tells the search engines this must be real. But actually, the content that sits within reviews, and this is not just the, from a location perspective, this could be from a product perspective, mm. it could be from lots and lots of different sort of angles, mm. um, tells search engines more about the entity, if you will, um, that the reviews describe. So mm. it might be that you have a product description that talks about three or four different yeah. points. Um, there's loads more information that could be understood about that product that you might not have space for on the on the listing or um, maybe you don't even think it's important. Yeah. But the reviews can provide that context to search engines Ooh, to start stretching this. Because the people who are reviewing, you think it's important. I mean, my example, exactly. we, were, we were having a Twitter chat about it, is search for coffee shop near me with Wi-Fi yeah. or free Wi-Fi. And Great what example. comes up? In a, in a, is, is the reviews and they, they put it in bold, free Wi-Fi. 
Uh, and that's reviews that people have written because the, the owners of the shops or the coffee shop didn't they think to put it. mentioned it. But it's important to their clients, so it comes out through that information. That's exactly. through Google reviews. Sorry, exactly. And uh, no, no, I'm, I, and I think it's fascinating because actually what that means is when you search for something, um, you get answers that are not only kind of the, the information is fed from the listing or the location itself, but actually from the user-generated content mm -hmm. that populates that, that kind of that listing, that entity as well. Yeah. And, um, and now we've got Trustpilot jumping up and down with joy even more than they were before because they've just suddenly got this incredibly extra powerful bit. Sorry, just to tell you no, a really please. quick one about geolocalization. In France, sure. I've got several clients and it works really well where we do a page per town. Mm -hmm. And a few things work really well, but what's started to work really well with particularly one of the clients, is we get the reviews and we, we tag them by town and then we shove them onto the page and we, we filter them so that only the town shows. And the number of times the town comes up or something in the town or something you Google and link yeah. to the town. And the other thing is it keeps changing. So every couple of days it gets new confirmation, mm -hmm. new corroboration. More corroboration. Even if I can't say it. That's the word of this talk, right? It's the word of this <laughs> podcast. We're going to be using it for weeks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. No, wonderful. So, and that, that's really, really powerful. I mean, and Bill Swalsey's piece got me a bit overexcited because I think that's brilliant. I mean, anything Bill writes gets me excited. I mean, it's, it's just so interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, amazing stuff. And where, where can that take us? I mean, I've used my example of geolocalization. You were talking about products and services. Well, I, I actually think that the application review data, um, I think it's really powerful for understanding the. So, so to, to, to go off on a bit of a tangent and sort of pivot a little bit. So all of that stuff is really incredibly interesting. Um, and you know the idea that search engines are going to understand kind of the concepts of things and mm. have their own idea of what is right, wrong, or just the ecosystem that mm. something operates in. Perhaps then that then leads onto conversations around well, is relevancy then a or could relevancy be used as a trust metric if Google yep. understands what an, an entity is or an item is or a concept is? Can it then validate whether the, someone is a subject matter expert or not? Mm. That's really interesting. Um, but I'm the, the the sort of the point that's piqued my interest recently is actually looking at the data you get from reviews when you start aggregating it, and what that can do for telling you know the um, yeah. the value of above the line activity and that kind of thing. But that was your question on Twitter, and you were saying exactly. But I was going, what do you mean? So please explain. So, and, and Twitter, <laughs> Twitter was great. Um, Twitter isn't very good for explaining something complex like that. 140 no. characters, you're not going to do it. No, but... Oh, it's more than that now, isn't it? It's more than that. It's 200 and something. 229. Yeah, it's a lot more. I can ramble for just that little bit longer, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so, um, so Twitter was great. Because what, what Twitter showed me, and, and, and shout out to everyone that, res that responded, um, was that as SEOs, we are thinking about doing more with reviews than yeah. just using them for reputational purposes or for, like... Um, kind of customer behavior, management um, mm. and that kind of thing. Um, so, so firstly, like um, you can aggregate views lots of different ways, right? Um, the information you get through Trustpilot is one source. There are other providers that are third-party sources, but mm. also as a business, you might be collecting first-party reviews. Um, and large businesses could be collecting this at scale. Yeah. There, are, there, are, there are services out there like Yex that you can use to aggregate it and let you see things in one place, but actually you can scrape reviews to, to understand and pull them together if you don't have yeah, that. Yes, you, that you just mentioned was completely off the cuff. Yes. There isn't any reason for you to mention them. Well, I mean, I... Other than I, they're great. Other than they're fantastic. <laughs> um, but I know, they, I know they do this yeah. and I know they have a, 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 like a complex kind of sentiment mm. analysis and I've seen it work a couple of times. So yeah. um, they're a great example of a, of a tool you could use. But again, you were making me think about that as well, is aggregating that data and analyzing sentiment and not just the star rating. Exactly. Well, think about it in terms of, so in terms of measuring things like above the line and out of home. So above the line is 
mass media, right? It's I'm glad you explained that. I was going, what's above the line? It's, it's, it's typically really difficult to measure stuff, yeah. right? It's the impact of putting a billboard up mm. and understanding how that tracks back to digital or online sales, yeah. which is really complex. Yeah, Chris Liversidge was talking about that. He reckons he can do it really well. I if mean, you've got a million visits a, a, a day, Chris Liversidge can do that for you. And he, amazing. He, yeah, well, no, he's not even time. No, 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 absolutely. Great stuff. And he was saying that uh, search is underestimated by about 50%. Yeah. If you take into account what that actually manages to bring to the, the for, acquisition. For sure, for uh, sure. And, um, and, and sorry, the days of billboards where they said, oh, we reckon about 50,000 people see that in a day. Uh, with Chris, you can actually get a number on it, I think. And, and you can, yeah, you can become far more targeted with that stuff mm. now, um, which is great. But actually, when you think about um, you think about what reviews are. They're essentially like a t- they're like a pulse, right? They're a pulse of the sentiment right. well, of, like that. Of, of of a town or a city or yeah. a, or even like a street. And you can get to that level of granularity if you want to in some of the platforms. Brilliant. But actually, you can aggregate that stuff yourself from scraping it, custom traction, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, um, and using the APIs that are available. Um, so you think about it this way, right? If you can do two, so, so reviews are great for above the line and particularly out of home billboards, etc. For two reasons. One. You can take a pre and post measure. So you can go, right, before we started, this was the sentiment, um, yeah, this is the, the pulse of the, the location. Ooh. We run out of home with a certain messaging, and this is what they're saying afterwards. Has that changed? Is, are, are people you know, more pro us? Are they changed what they're saying? Do they have different thoughts about yeah. us? So, I mean, whether or not the, the review scores go up, exactly. um, you, you can say there is a change of attitude exactly. towards, oh, I like that. Exactly. And that's really powerful. You know, when you're going into, um, if you can estimate, like, what percentage difference that is, then you can start looking at well, what percentage difference could that mean in terms of more customers coming in and start putting you know, average order values and conversion figures to that. You start putting revenue figures back against people yeah. and, and, and out of home activity, potentially, um, yeah. from, from, from yeah. reviews. And no one would put that connection together. No, you like data, don't you? I do. I love data. Yeah. I absolutely love how, data. How many people in this industry love data? So many. It's, 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 I, I don't think... I think you can be in the industry and not love data, mm. but I think there's so much more you can do with data in search. Mm. And even if you're someone that's more creative and you sit more on a, on um, on the, the outreach side or the, the content production side, um, I can't remember, I think it was Type A that ran a great um, piece of research recently where they scraped a job site mm. um, for like um, the cost of being a mum or something like that. Okay. That was a, an amazing outreach um, and content marketing piece. But actually, it was really clever because all it did was scrape data sources that are openly available using SEO yeah. tools, building complex data sets, and then simplifying it in a way that tells a story. That, that's what I'm hearing more and more when you know, people talking about link building or whatever, mm-hmm. be getting articles and journalists, is saying, pull all that data in, do the journalist work for them, find some new data or new information, give it to them, and you get your links. Absolutely. It's, 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 so, I mean, yeah, sorry, what you think your point was, and I agree, so thinking it through is, Data scientists, SEO people, exactly. AdWords people, Google Ads people, but also content marketing exactly. getting into data. Absolutely. It gives you a really nice angle, right? So if you're going to journalists, you need something that is going to be new, it's going to be mm. different, it's not going to be something you readily have available. Um, if you can have, so if it's your own data, fantastic, mm. but actually if you can find data sets that journalists, frankly, you know, a lot of data journalists won't have time to go and do yeah. the research, just kind of package it up really simply for them. Um, and I thought the guy that we saw yesterday, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he talked about sort of 15 outreach tactics and link Yeah, he was tactics. with Chili Pepper, no. Yeah, Chili, chili Sauce. Brand, chili Sauce, thank yeah. you. Um, and, 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 you know, he, for me, the messaging was make it really interesting um, and make it really kind of simple to understand. Well, if you can take complex data sets and simplify it, you've yeah. got unique information that no one else has yeah. either has mm. or has provided in a way that tells a story. Um, 
you, you, you compel people to want to write about you, yeah. and then of course that links links follow. No, absolutely brilliant. But that's nothing to do with reviews. Nothing to do with reviews, but, but I, interesting. I, <laughs> I had another question, which I kind of, if you take somebody like Trustpilot, for example, yeah. and you do uh, service reviews, which is basically your company, and you get yeah. reviews company, and then you do your own review system on your own site. Yeah. Do you think that Google will take your reviews seriously and believe in your reviews because you have the trust built up with Trustpilot or whatever, uh, platform you're using, or do you think you need to use a service like Trustpilot to do the product or service reviews individually? I think it depends on your objectives, right? I think um, Trustpilot and and sort of third-party sites are really good for that kind of um, external vote of confidence, right? It's the sort yeah. of thing you can put up on a, on an ad on the side of a bus and go, you know what? We are independently accredited. Like these mm. guys, um, you know, they're not affiliated with us. Mm. They, don't, they haven't written things, and or they're not they. They're not invested in making our brand yeah. great or, or presenting things in a way that's that's kind of yeah. overly pro us. It's a third party stamp of approval, mm. right? Um, that's one side of it. But then, I don't think from from a search engine perspective that there is kind of that that um, maybe perhaps there is, but I, I don't think there is that kind of point where you know just because it's a trust pilot or any of those any sort of third party sites review. Um, it's sort of seen as different or more authoritative because mm. ultimately it's a user's perception of what they are of experience. Mm. Um, and you think of it this way, like it, with that argument, then you could say, well, Google takes Google reviews as fundamentally important above even the likes of things like Trustpilot because, well, yeah. they own the narrative and own the system which then allows yeah. users to provide it. Again, I mean, maybe Greg, they do. Greg Gifford was telling me that they're incredibly spammy. Uh, and that, from his point of view, he's going, oh, don't, Google don't really particularly trust them that much because they're so spammy. I'm probably exaggerating what he said. No, no, but, but it's important. And I think regardless of the platform, there is an element of you can spam it, right? There's yeah. always an element of that. In, in a lot of SEOs, there's always a good way of doing it, yeah. um, a slightly more risque way of doing yeah. it, and a way that may get in, end up with a penalty. But I think that's... You, you can do that across lots of different platforms if you if that's what you're there to do. Mm. I don't think it benefits brands to do that, even if the no. review score is really good as a result, because users are clever now. Like, they don't just look at a score and hope for the best. They go in and have a look at the info that's there, read the reviews, yeah. find out what it says. And in that regard, the more information that's being accrued about you as a, mm. as a brand, it goes back to, to Bill Solorsky's stuff. It goes back to the point we talked about around credibility and, and building up that kind of um, corroborative story of, 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 way, of, of what you are as a, as yeah, a business. And, uh, and yeah, I think it's just absorbing the information and finding out what it can about well, it. I, yeah, I think we agree, but I'm not, I, I don't like the idea of cheating. I like kind of building your brand. Uh, you talk to Ross Tavendale, it's brand, brand, yeah, brand. Yeah. And you kind of go, hey, like, well, it's, and, but it's nice as well. You're kind of saying we've gone from this world of cheating a lot or, to, to saying if you build your brand, you're going to have something for the future. And if you, if you don't, and reviews are one of the really great ways to build your brand. And as you said, it goes far beyond that with all the information that Google can then extract from it. Um, and data you can pull in to, to do whatever it was you were doing with. Absolutely. What was it called? Can't remember. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, one very quick last question Please. is, you mentioned trust, trust. And, and knowledge. Yes. And I, I like the idea, or I, I'm interested in the idea, because you've got Tim on who talks about trust-based knowledge to fill the knowledge graph. How yep. much can reviews actually uh, contribute to that? Um, well, a lot, I think. Ooh. I think a lot. But with the caveat that there is going to have to be an element of filtering here, right? Yep. So because of their kind of UGC nature, anyone can write anything more or less, right? So what's UGC? Uh, it's a cinema um, in France. <laughs> um, User-generated content. Thank because you they are, Because they are, you know, some, anybody can write anything. There is yep. kind of unrestricted um, access to be able to leave reviews and that kind of thing. Um, there has to be like a level of filtering here or a level of kind of 
um, group mentality or group thinking. Hmm. If, if search engines see patterns in the data, which is there's lots and lots of people saying there is Wi-Fi here, then chances are there's probably Wi-Fi. If they're continuing to say that and that's happening more and more recently, yeah. then chances are the Wi-Fi still works. If they stop talking about it, then the Wi-Fi is probably broken. Yeah. And that's where the information kind of can be fed into things like the knowledge graphs. And that so it sits across products, that sits across Every, so everything, everywhere someone can leave a review, um, which is incredibly exciting. But if search engines are taking at it at a, it, or two sides, if search engines are taking it at a person-to-person -person level, yep. then there's an opportunity, yeah, there is that kind of opportunity or possibility that there is going to be spam fed into that yep. and misinformation. But also some businesses are only going to have one or two reviews because yep. they're just not focused on it. So I think they are great um, for understanding patterns and where mm. review, uh, where reviews are coming in naturally for velocity, great. But actually, yeah. when there's not that data, as with anything, you're, it's not that helpful. It's not as helpful. But then, but then you can also expect if, if they don't have enough data for one particular shot, they can extrapolate, find probability, probabilistic. That was one of the words you used yeah. earlier on that I couldn't remember. Uh, use probabilistic to figure it out anyway with machine exactly. learning. Exactly, we're on that way. Exactly, absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. Very exciting. SEO is AEO. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. It's been amazing. <laughs>